Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. Well, it's a new year. And last week, we kicked off a new series on discipleship. Lose Yourself as a program is a call to discipleship. That's the heartbeat of this ministry. And last week, I introduced this series by talking about how we have a discipleship problem in our country. The Great Commission in Matthew 28 commands us to make disciples of all nations, yet many of people I've spoken to have never themselves been a disciple. I've asked many people, who discipled you? And those who answer the question often point to programmatic and pulpit ministries. But they were hard-pressed to find an individual of maturity that had ever led them in their spiritual journey. Last week, we ended our time together with Christ's invitation to follow him so that he can make us fishers of men. This statement is an appropriate starting point because we discussed how the encounter began with understanding who Christ is, coming to that realization, believing in his deity, and committing to start that faith journey. For many, this has been their only experience. They went to a revival, a camp, a conference, a concert, or maybe even stumbled into a church on a Sunday. And there they prayed, but they've never followed up on anything else. And that's the extent of their spiritual journey. Friend, I invite you to go deeper. For the shallow folks, the idea is to get forgiven and get on with your life so that you can kind of be spiritual and have your life otherwise uninterrupted by dogma, limitations, or expectations. This view is a fallacy. We were made for more than to go through the motions of spirituality or hold self-centered religious views. Remember that the focus of the faith relationship is not ourselves, it's God. A Christian celebrity once said that when he went to therapy, it made him miserable because he hated himself. He said that introspection was just an additional examination of his faults and hurts. But it was when he had the opportunity to come to faith and orient his life towards the gospel, that he was finally given something positive, healing, and worthwhile. The more he focused on Christ, the more he let go of the idolatry, brokenness, and narcissism that led to terrible decisions in misery. Having said that, our faith is not just for self-help and personal enrichment. It's not a means to an end. The purpose of our life allows us to live the way that God intended with the assurance and support of our relationship with him as we grow and move on our lives. Some people want what the old preachers used to call fire insurance. It meant you go, you pray, you get saved, and you're done. Today we're going to look at a few passages demonstrating that this view is self-defeating. If God forgave you, he gave you a new purpose in your life. Why would you want to go back? It's the equivalent of attaining sobriety and then going back into addiction. It's the equivalent of having your debt forgiven so you could go back into debt. 
but it's so much worse than that. Ephesians 2.10 states that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This passage picks up on the follow me and I'll make you fishers of men from last week. The first transformation starts with you. This passage mentions that you are a new creation. Now let's talk about that for a second. How does that work? I heard a preacher once say, it's upward, inward, and then outward. And isn't it interesting how in our faith journey, we get those out of order. Some people, we immediately go to activism, though we don't have any kind of grounding, any kind of discipleship, if you will, studying the word of God, learning the doctrines, having the spiritual disciplines. We just go straight to working and eventually we burn out and we find ourselves frustrated and dejected, and some people leave the church. Some people make it all about themselves. They go and they self-examine, and that is good. Contemplation and self-examination is very healthy. But without it rooted in anything, it's easy to just descend into narcissism or into being just self-absorbed. And there's no power in it. It also kind of pulls us away from the things that God wants us to do. Finally, it's the upward. It's the relationship. That moment that we come to faith starts this new journey because, again, first we receive Christ as our Savior. Salvation is by grace through faith in Christ plus nothing. I can't stress that enough because, again, legalism and license can get in the way. Legalism is when you're trying to earn your salvation, trying to do something that you can't do. And license means that you feel as though that you can get away with anything and that you're just going to take advantage of, you know, God's generosity. And I think that both of those fallacies get in the way of the way that God really created us. Yes, we receive Christ and we receive the gospel as the good news, if you will, as a free gift. And that is absolutely true. But that's more about not taking credit for something that we didn't do. From there, friend, that's when we get to serve Christ and grow and move towards him out of a spirit of gratitude, out of a sense of longing and connection and wanting to grow in Christ-likeness and emulate Christ in our life. In so doing, we can point the way for others to faith. And that is a life of contentment and purpose that is so lacking in our current culture. And so again, it goes upward, inward, outward. And so you get that in order. God empower, you know, God saves us, empowers us, we grow. And then through those leverages, we're able to go obediently into this world in Christ's name and serve him. When you're moving forward in your faith, that upward transforms you, that inward changes, and the outward, eventually people start noticing that that inward change is having outward evidences. And people get curious. They want to know what's different about you, what's new about you, why are you more loving and more patient, and why have you gotten victory in certain areas of your life? And again, it's a chance to point people towards the gospel. And once you've done that, going back to that Ephesians 2.10, why would you want to go back to your old self when you are a new creation? And so again, the idea, that fallacy of this pray a prayer, do what you want, 
not only is that self-defeating, it's miserable. When discussing discipleship and grace, I think Diedrich Bonhoeffer said it best. He said, cheap grace is the grace we bestow on ourselves. Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross. Grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. Cheap grace, friends, leads us back to our old life. And that's backtracking. It's moving you in the wrong direction. And so there's so many reasons that we want to go back to our old ways, but it's sometimes it's our sinful nature. Other times it's our brokenness and bad habits. Finally, I think the most common reason is we doubt God's ability to transform us. Do we feel like he's going to ruin our life? Believing the gospel starts with the trust that God can forgive our sins. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It begins with, do we believe that God is who he says he is? Most people who come to faith realize that the trappings of this world are inadequate and we are hopelessly broken without Christ. Some think this is a license to sin. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card, if you will. Of course, Romans chapter 6 refutes this notion, but it also misses the point of understanding where our assurance of salvation comes from. God's got hold of us. So many times we think we've got hold of him and we let go and we lost. No, God's got hold of us, friend. And he is faithful and he wants to transform us into the way he created us. He wants to restore us to the creation because we had the design, we have the fall, we have the decision, and it all leads back to forgiveness, restoration, and a life of purpose. And once you're doing that, friend, I don't want you to feel frustrated. I want you to feel empowered, and you have this wonderful opportunity. So Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 state, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is important because the main words I want you to get from this is transformed by renewing of your mind. Our minds are prone to wander. Our minds are prone to go places they don't need to go and lead us down paths that we don't want to go. And so as we continue on this discipleship process, step by step, it can go from repentance, turning from our sinful nature, trusting in God, letting him forgive and restore us and guide us through this path. But that's just the beginning, friend. Then we begin the transformation process. We are new creations. We are not to be conformed to this world, but transformed through the grace and power of God. And as we grow in our faith, we get to experience that intimacy and we get to experience the grace and every day grow in our purpose and our love and affection for God and what he has done for us. For us to know 
his design and his plan and his sovereignty in our life is so powerful. And that's, friend, that is what it means to live in power and purpose. So as I leave you today, let me ask you a question. It's the holidays. We, we go through the holidays every year, and there's people, they come in, and they find themselves in kind of a deja vu. They sit down and they go, oh my goodness, this time last year, I sat in this church. I was a spectator in a holiday service. And I said, this year, I'm going to get more serious about faith. I'm going to read the Bible through. And then here you are maybe sitting down and it's, it was a year's time and you're in exactly the same situation, in exactly the same spot, trying to make exactly the same decision. My hope for you, friend, this year is you'll stop that cycle and that you will find the ability to really embrace your faith this year. For some of us, we need to become a disciple for the first time in our life. Our houses of worship are filled with people who've just made a decision and nothing else. Those people need to be pursuing a discipleship relationship. For many of us, we've sat in the church and we've gotten gotten a, a grasp of the scriptures and a grasp of how to pursue God in our daily lives, but we have never discipled someone. Friend, I encourage you to do so this year. Find someone that you can lead along and and help you guys get together and search scriptures together and encourage each other and grow because you're both the discipler and the disciple both grow in this process, and I cannot recommend that highly enough. Well, friends, we're out of time for this week's episode, but I encourage you to pursue that discipleship relationship, whether you're the leader or the follower. I pray that we'll grow in our faith and inspire others to do the same. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you on the next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.